Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is Joe Pooh for IFL TV. We're here at the Lynn Boxing Club. Big day for yourself. Um, first of all, I'll just give you the mic. Why are we here, Eddie? Well, we're here because about a month ago, I noticed that the Lynn had closed down. Um, the club was quite literally falling apart. There was a lot of work that needed to be done. And this is my first time here, but everyone knows about the Lynn Boxing Club. Everyone knows about its heritage. Everyone knows about fighters that have come from here the job and role that it does in the community. We, you know that what we're doing in terms of those kind of moves. And Ellie Scottney, who is our world champion, also comes within. Mike Costello, who is our lead commentator on the zone, you know, grew up in these, between these walls as well. And I couldn't believe that the club had closed down. So I reached out to, to the club and you know, found out what was needed to renovate the club and get the work done. And we decided to, to give them the money, basically, to get it done and reopen the doors. And that's what we're doing here today. We're meeting everybody. The works are getting underway. We're delivering them the money to do that. And we're sending a message to really local government, um, the community, um, the council, to say, why are we having to save these places when the roles that they provide for kids in the community and in general are so important to the development of young people. But we'll help wherever we can. And this was a place that it cannot close. We cannot see places like Lynn ABC, who have over 100 years of history, just evaporate. Um, so we're here and we're gonna make it happen. And this place will officially reopen on our September 30th fight week, where Eddie Scottney defends their world title, Jordan Thompson changes for the world title, etc. So. Yeah, good, good day today for, for this place, which is steeped in history and so important to the community. Now, you think this place is open every single night of the week and there's hundreds of kids from the area that come in, Peckham, Camberwell, Streatham, wherever. You imagine taking that away from them? A kid that comes here two or three times a week, a kid that has very little 
motivation, very little guidance, very little positivity. You're taking that away from the kids that come here and you're stopping bringing new kids into that environment to change their life. And, you know, I, I just can't believe that the way that things are at the moment with the younger generation, that the government and local councils don't see this as a win-win-win. Like every kid that comes through these doors will improve their life. Guaranteed, it's a given. Speak to anyone that's walked through an amateur boxing club. Um, and in areas like this, you don't have positivity, you don't, you don't have hope, you don't learn discipline and manners and hard work just by just floating around on your phone or listening to negativity or getting in with the wrong crowds. This is the kind of place that can change the direction of a young person's life. And, and we're delighted to make sure that it continues because otherwise they just evaporate and it's full of volunteers. You know, people that give their, not just give their time, give their life to clubs like this. So the least we can do is step in and help when we can. We can't do it to every club. The government, and we will be contacting them, and we'll be, you know, we'll be messaging and hammering that home. But where we can, we want to help, and we're pleased to do it at Lillian. How refreshing is it to do something positive when everything we know in the world of boxing, who said that, what said what, the drug tests, but this is a very positive thing. There's no negative spin anyone could put on this, and this just helps the next generation. We are, we're boxing people. From eight years old, boxing's consumed my life. It's filled my heart with happiness and enjoyment. It's taught me so much. It's molded me as an individual. That's sport, by the way, not just boxing, but boxing particularly. And, you know, with all the rubbish that goes on in the professional game, every kid that walks through here, no one is talking about what promoter said what or who's on signed up for VADA or what networks. And they come in here with a clear mind and a purpose and a hope to change their life, to learn. And, you know, you look up in that picture up there and there's a young girl in the front called Ellie Scotland, right? I don't know what, how old she is there. Eight, nine? At a time where young girls really didn't come in amateur boxing clubs. I mean, you know, Katie Taylor was paving the way, but this is probably 15 years ago or more. To, to look up at that photo and see a young girl that came with a dream to become a world champion, that shows you what these places can do. But as I said to coach, it's not just about walking through these doors to become a world champion. Of course, every boxing club wants to produce great fighters. But I don't care if a parent sends their kid to the boxing club and they never get in the ring and spar. My own daughter, she's never sparred. I don't think she ever will. But I'm telling you now, she's changed her mindset on life through her amateur boxing club. I've seen it firsthand. So you know, this is, this, these places open to all. You're going you're gonna to find some great fighters that have come out of this place and will continue to. But it's just about getting people through the doors and just showing them some positivity in a world that is full of negativity. Eddie, we will move on to something slightly more negative. The news broke last night. I am sorry to do it after an inspirational monologue there. But Joku Samano has come back with adverse findings. Um, first of all, frustrated or pleased? Because that you could look at it either way. Yeah, never pleased, because at the end of the day... Um, this is actually quite a unique one in that it was a test conducted by the New York State Athletic Commission. Um, 
of an undercard fighter on the night of his fight. And it took a long time. You know, just to clarify a point on time, obviously the more money you pay, the faster those results come through. New York State Athletic Commission conduct their own testing, which is what they've done here. And obviously it's a testing process that takes quite a long time to get the results. I think in this instance it's seven weeks or eight weeks, whatever it is. So we got alerted this week from them that there was an adverse finding. Um, they are a very professional commission and have basically told us we are now dealing with this, with our process, and we wanted to let you know. So that's, that's actually what we want. You know, we want a commission that says, this has happened, now we're dealing through it, we're going through the process. So, uh, yeah, ne never, to be honest with you, I really, there's been a massive sway of positivity over the last few days and, and week where people are actually not congratulating adverse findings, but they're saying, good, you know, it's, it's, this is, we're moving in the right direction. And I think that's a, that's a definite, you know. You know, we've had the back and forwards on the people aren't paying for testing and we're the only ones and no one's paying for additional testing. But the argument doesn't really apply. We've got to worry about ourselves. I hope that people will follow suit. But as I said, when we are the only ones testing at that level, we are going to have adverse findings. This one was actually a little bit left field in that it came from the commission. Um, but but never, never good. But, you know, you're going to see it. Is it worrying though? Because I think it was 10 weeks since he fought. Theoretically, an undercard fighter could fight again within that 10 weeks or could be scheduled to fight. So is there a little bit of urgency needed when coming to test results? I mean, I can't comment on the New York State Athletic Commission's testing programme. I think it's good they are testing, you know, firstly. You always want results as quickly as possible. You know, the reality is, is you, know, you saw Chris Eubank post, was it a day before, two days before his fight last week? been tested he won't get those results well you won't actually get those results from UCAD because they only tell you unless you've failed a test but for four to six weeks so you know I think it's I think the the biggest thing we need to implement is make sure there is a fear amongst boxers that they are going to be tested at any moment and then if you are thinking about doing something you shouldn't be hopefully that will make you think twice and the the volatility of testing that's the important thing and you know you've seen all the articles from UCAD about people just not getting tested like and it, I don't blame UCAD and I don't blame the board because the investment needed to test people with greater volatility it costs a lot of money but I actually think the the UCAD testing process for the British Boxing Board of Control is good because other commissions don't have that. They test on the night. They don't have a random testing program 365 days a year where anyone can be tested if they're a member. But you know, maybe we invest some more money with the board and with UCAD to increase that volatility of testing, like I said. Um, you know, you, I don't know, Liam Smith got tested once in camp, twice, zero, I, I have no idea. But those kind of numbers where really over a 12 week camp, you should be tested I don't know, five, six, seven, eight times. So it's an ongoing debate. I'm, I'm pleased at where we're at with it now. We've really got it by the scruff of the neck and I'm really pleased with the positivity that I've seen back from fans saying, good, you know, I, I mean, when he tested positive, a lot of the responses for me were, another one, yes. It's like, we don't, you know, we don't. And I think sometimes people don't test because is it that they don't want 
a show to be cancelled the day of the fight, or you know, because that's the 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 game that we're playing. It's never a game, but like the dice that we're rolling is at any moment we can receive a results of a test, yeah, to cancel the fight, and that costs us not just thirty grand for testing, hundreds of thousands of pounds. So if Eubank and Smith were on VADA testing and one of them tested positive and it came out on fight week and the show was cancelled, costs Boxer four or five hundred grand. Bankrupt them. Do you know what I mean? No, but I'm serious. So <laughs> they don't, some people probably don't want to know, but that's not really a great argument, is it? We, we have to know for, for the future of the sport. Just want to get your opinion on Simon Jordan's comments. It came out, I think, two, three hours ago now. He sit down with Spencer Oliver. He looked like he was in support of VADA, um, kind of criticising Ben Shalom, not for putting that in place. And then he suddenly made a U-turn and said, why would any British promoter want to use VADA when Conor Ben's legal team, his words, driven a bus through it because it has it doesn't hold up with the British Boxing Board control because you're not getting tested enough for you Kev I, I don't understand this argument don't you want as much testing as possible like ultimately the British Boxing Board of Control are aware of every VADA test so you know the Conor Ben situation I think a lot has been as lot has happened since that Conor Ben situation and he talks about things he doesn't know what he's talking about regarding that case but you can't just say, like, everyone knows that UCAD are under-resourced and they're not testing enough. So how can you say, oh, no, no, let's just leave them to do it? You, you're openly admitting they don't test enough and they're under-resourced. So don't you want to make the sport safer? So now what Simon Jordan is saying, we don't want VADA testing. OK, well, if you don't want VADA testing, let me know, because it's going to save me about a million quid a year. Thank you. But that's bullshit, isn't it? Like, if we actually really want to make this sport safer, we need as much testing as possible. So he's just backtracking because he doesn't really, he doesn't want to criticise anyone else. He doesn't really want to give us any props. What he should just say is, more testing the better. You know what I mean? And that, that's how you're going to make the sport safer. Without VADA, Conor Ben wouldn't have had an adverse finding. Without VADA, Dillian White probably wouldn't have had an adverse finding. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you would have had those fights taking place. And so I don't, I don't get it, really. It's really weird. Like, Simon Jordan should be saying, UK's testing is not robust enough. Moving on to Ben Eubank, then. Was there talks prior to this fight with Callis Owl and Team Eubank, or is it full steam ahead as of now? Oh, yeah, we were. Look, everybody from Eubank, from Wasserman wanted to fight Conor Ben instead of Liam Smith. Of course, it's a fight they probably thought was easier and it was a fight that was going to pay him more than double. Um, because of the incidents and because of the board appealing and everything, we couldn't get that fight done in time. He had to fight Liam Smith. Bingo for Chris Eubank Jr. because he won. Now, it's full steam ahead. You know, I met with Callis Allen yesterday. We had great talks. This fight's happening. You know, this year? Yes. We are, you know, we are full steam ahead for this fight. We're going to do everything we can from both sides to make the fight. Sometimes it doesn't work out, but look, it's the biggest fight for Chris Eubank Jr. It's the biggest fight for Conor Ben. We want to make it. Callow wants to make it. So we'll do everything we can. And, and those conversations began yesterday. I don't know if you saw 
Frank Warren's comments. He said it's a nonsense for this fight to happen. It can't happen. And he proposed Zach Parker as uh, <laughs> as a fighter for Chris Eubank fight yeah. to fight next. Yeah. Is it as much of a nonsense as David Hay fighting Derek Chisora under a Luxembourg commission at West Ham? Um, look, again, the king of hypocrisy. Like, how's it a nonsense? I mean, it's the biggest fight in Britain outside of Fury against AJ. So, unfortunately for Frank, he's going to have to sit back and watch this one unfold. Zach Parker, Eubank Jr.? Zach Parker? He just got stopped by John Ryder in two rounds or three rounds. I mean, why don't you make... I don't know. Who else have they got around that way? Make some, make some fights. Why don't you make Hamza Shiraz against Denzel Bentley? Why would you want to marinate that? I mean, I listened to him the other night. Yeah, marinate that. Maybe when they've both got a world title, then we can sell out the O2. Shut up, make the fight now. It's a good fight. With all due respect, Zach Parker against Chris Eubank Jr. is not exactly Chris Eubank Jr. against Conor Ben selling out Wembley, is it? So, you know, enjoy getting your dough from Fury and Garner and pretending you're promoting it, and then watch Eubank Ben unfold. And Zach Parker can fight someone else. Zach Parker can fight... Maybe Diego Pacheco. Good fight. We'll move on to Anthony Joshua, just a couple more things. You said yesterday in a couple of interviews, it's moving slow. Um, first of all, reasons for, this, for the slowness of it, and is it worrying that it's not moving at the pace you'd want it to be moving at? I mean, people seem surprised that I said it's moving slow. I mean, we have been talking about it for two or three months. Um, obviously, when AJ decided to fight... Uh, in August, they wanted to wait for that fight to unfold. Politically, there's a lot happening within sport in Saudi Arabia and in boxing as well. It's a lot of money, and you know, one of the questions I just is, what's taking so long? It's like, you know, when there's a fight of this magnitude and you're you're extracting that much money from the government and sports councils and the royal courts, it does take time. So, for us. Every conversation we've had with Saudi, the money's already been discussed. The money's already been agreed. So we've just got to contract it and we've got to make sure that it's, you know, goes through the correct process like it always has done when we've had shows out there. But until it's signed, it's not done. And there will get to a point where if it's not done, we'll want to fight in December. And if we're going to fight in December, we really need to know by the end of September. So we've got time. But, yeah, I would like it to be moving quicker. If AJ were to fight in December, two questions. Would it be the same type of opponent as Robert Hellenius? I know it was meant to be Dillian White before that. And would that fight take place in the UK? I think it would be a, a level up from Hellenius. You know, I think uh, it would be... Yeah, I think it's confident to say it would be an improvement from Hellenius. And I think it's very likely that it would be outside of the UK. Uh, we've had a number of... Um, countries come on to stage an Anthony Joshua fight but also we've done two fights back to back at the O2 so we'll see but we're not you know I'm not out there speaking to people for AJ's December fight it's just in the mind if we don't move forward with this Wilder fight in the next couple of weeks we may consider a December fight for people that might go oh Hearn's getting out of the Wilder fight now no no we only want to do the Deontay Wilder fight that's it but if we can't and it starts dragging into February and March and then we will definitely look at a fight in December. Last one, that would be some month for Matt AJ, but Ben Eubank, Sonny Edwards and potentially pro Grey Haney? Yeah. It, it actually, December will look like that for Matchroom, I believe. So, you know, Haney pro Grey, 
uh, Connor Ben against Chris Eubank Jr. Bam Rodriguez against Sonny Edwards. But look, hopefully AJ doesn't fight in December because then that means we won't be fighting Wilder in January. But if, like I said, if that's pushed, then you will see one of the biggest months of all time in December. But we'll see. Very last one. If AJ in December and Ben Eubank happens, is that two pay-per-views on the zone in a month? Um, I mean, the last two AJ fights weren't pay-per-view on the zone. So... I don't think I think I don't think DAZN will be looking to stage multiple pay-per-views over the month. Depends where the fight is. Depends who the opponent is. Um, but yeah, it's not not something we're thinking about at the moment. Let's see if we can get one of the two. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.